The Retropod Podcast is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Do you recognize this sound? No, your speaker isn't on the fritz. That's Morse code. And that gets us to our subject for today, the history of social media. You might think social media begins with the first tweet sent by Jack Dorsey in March of 2006 on a site he'd just finished coding. It was called Twitter, spelled T-W-T-T-R. They eventually added some vowels. Or maybe you'd go back further to the first post on a little site for Harvard students called thefacebook.com. Now it's just Facebook and one of the biggest sites in the world. Wrong. The history of social media began almost two centuries earlier in 1844, when Samuel F.B. Morse, a painter turned inventor, sent a message from Washington to Baltimore. The message contained this question, what hath God wrought? Back then, Morse wasn't typing with his thumbs, but was instead tapping dots and dashes on a device of cogs and coiled wires. The telegraph had been around as an idea and in rudimentary form, but Morse devised a way to use electricity for sending a series of codes signaling letters of the alphabet. Suddenly, the country seemed to get smaller. Telegraph operators chatted by tapping on their keys, according to social media historian Tom Standage. The lines weren't private. You didn't have to friend someone to connect. All the operators could hear it, Anyone can type in, that's the first Twitter. There were even early versions of shorthand like OMG. GM, that meant good morning. SFD, meant stop for dinner. Historians describe telegraphers playing chess and checkers using Morse code, often becoming friends without ever meeting. Romances developed. Sound familiar? Here's how all this came to be. Though he studied science at Yale, Morse didn't see his future in a lab. He became a painter, making noted portraits of Presidents John Adams and James Monroe, and even the guy who literally wrote the dictionary, Noah Webster. Morse was painting in Washington in the winter of 1835 when a letter arrived from his father via horse saying that Morse's beloved wife was ill. A day later, his father wrote again. She was dead. Morse's wife was buried before he could even arrive home by stagecoach. He was shattered. His heart broken, Morse went on with his painting career, lamenting how he didn't learn of his wife's illness until she was dead. And then, in 1832, after a painting trip to Europe, Morse returned home by ship. He stumbled into a conversation with passengers about Michael Faraday's electromagnet. If there was one academic subject that interested him at Yale, it was math. And then Morse had an idea. The electric magnet could be used to send codes over a wire. He sought help from a chemistry professor in New York. It would take them nearly a decade to perfect the technology. The telegraph spread rapidly across the country and then to Europe for use in wars, business, newspapers, and so much else before being replaced by telephones, fax machines, computers, and then MySpace, Friendster, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and, well, you can ask your teenager what else. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, 
Visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.